0: What's going on, Nerd Herd Nation? You're listening to Go Chuck Yourself. In this episode, Aaron and I recap and analyze season two, episode four of Chuck, entitled Chuck Versus the Cougars. Make sure to send us an email at GoChuckYourselfPodcast at gmail.com if you have any fun Chuck-related anecdotes or questions or, hey, just want to say what's up. You can also follow us on Twitter at GoChuckPodcast. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Wherever you're getting that podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. And hey, maybe even write a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And we'd hope that you are sharing Go Chuck yourself with the other uh, Chuck lovers in your life. I guess uh, new episodes are every Monday. We hope to see you next week. Until then, enjoy this episode. Chuck versus the Cougars. Here we go. We're back again. That's something that is sung during this episode of Chuck. Hi, thanks for listening to Go Chuck Yourself. My name is Chris Gillespie.
1: My name is Erin arada and I i just heard the Backstreet Boys here in the studio. Uh can you are they are they there behind you? Are they off camera?
0: No, I just have the Backstreet Boys setting on my microphone. Let me just turn that down oh, okay. a little bit. There we go. That's Does that a sound bad. Do you yeah. hear the Backstreet Boys uh, now?
1: I like no? maybe you could just like put it back though. Maybe you could just do the episode with as your Backstreet Boys mic? That would be Sir, good.
0: You want Backstreet's back?
1: Yeah, all right. <laughs> I should have said all right. <laughs> you got there right. eventually. It should have just been uh, all right, but it. that's fine. I know.
0: Anyhow, now, Aaron, we're going to be talking about season two, episode four of Chuck today, which is Chuck versus the Cougars, where our spy gang heads to Sarah's high school uh, slash alma mater. Speaking of alma maters, you were recently featured in our college's writing department's oh, alumni no. newsletter. <laughs> And I think the question that is on all of our listeners' minds is, why no mention of Go Chuck Yourself?
1: I was actually thinking about that, like whether we should uh, send an email to Emerson's uh, alumni department and let them know that we are doing this.
0: I it's, do not It's an think...
1: accomplishment.
0: It is an accomplishment. I don't think they'll <laughs> care. I, based on everything else that was featured in the newsletter, I don't think we really add up at this point.
1: Well, someone opened a bookstore, which I mean, I guess that's like a small business, and that's pretty cool. That's a lot cooler than what we're doing right now. Are you equating <laughs> so what we do
0: to opening a small business? I guess so. Because I have really bad news. We do not have any money coming in, and we only spend money on this.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, when you pitched this to me, you said we were going to be uh, drowning in riches. And we are so, drowning so in far. riches. So far.
0: I checked the, there's a little calculator on the podcast platform website that can uh, help you project how much money you would make on your podcast. Oh, I do not
1: like that at all.
0: If you advertised, if you were sponsored, and I put in our information and it projected that we would make zero (laughs) dollars and zero cents if we had
1: sponsors.
0: (laughs) So anyhow, we're back again. Chuck versus the Cougars. There's a lot to talk about in this particular episode. So would you like to take it away? I would
1: love to take it away.
0: Take it away. So Take when, it away from me.
1: <laughs> when I saw the episode title, um, I I remembered this episode personally, um, and I could see an image of a high school reunion. So there was really no uh, surprise for me. But I was reading an AV Club review about this show, where the uh, reviewer initially, when they saw the title, thought it was going to be about like Chuck going to like a neighborhood full of like feisty older women, possibly featuring Courtney Cox. So like. I don't know. I don't know if this is better or worse than that, but uh That's we'll, I did we'll not remember out.
0: this episode, so I did is think that it was going I thought it was going to be Chuck versus like a very forward older woman.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's they I feel like that happens eventually, so I think so. Anyway, so what actually happens in this episode? Good question. <laughs> we begin with a flashback to San Diego in 1998. Who should be driving the coolest little yellow car you ever did see, but a teenage Sarah. She's got like reddish hair and bangs and braces and a lot of the uh, reviews of this referred to her bad complexion which i don't i don't know if that is true but uh, how did you feel about teenage sarah chris
0: uh well i mean just like all real teenagers she had the adult <laughs> body that she has when she's 26 but braces and a haircut that is not flattering on her but she's approximately the same size and shape as she was i guess for the past 10 years so yeah, good that, for her
1: that- <laughs> Good, good for Sarah. So it, it's it's
0: hard to age someone down like that. I mean, I don't know if they could have done a better job, but it was like, oh, how do we make Sarah look younger? Oh, just put this wig on her and give her braces, <laughs> and she can like kind of change her body language a little bit, and she'll look younger. Like I don't know, she still already looks like a spy. <laughs> Anyhow, it doesn't well, matter. Yeah.
1: So she's she's listening to that one uh, '90s song with the weird name that's like "sub thub, sub one thing" or something. It is
0: it is "tub thumping" by Tub Chubba thumping. Wubba. Okay, Anyhow, I, I mixed continue. up those two
1: things. Uh, I I thought she looked pretty good as a teenager, other than, as you're saying, her <laughs> body. Um, we, I mean, her body looks nice. <laughs> Don't mean that. Her,
0: so she's a butter body?
1: That's <laughs> not nice at all. I'm so sorry. No, Sarah looks... Sarah looks wonderful. She looks much cooler than I did in high school. So. I feel like
0: you're, there's a fine line here. How far can you compliment teenage Sarah before it gets problematic? <laughs> yes,
1: that's, uh, that was my concern. And I was hoping you would implement Im- implicate yourself when uh, I asked you how you felt about <laughs> her, but you didn't. So <laughs> good job. Uh, we get a little hint to uh, what is going to uh, happen later when uh, Sarah is listening to the radio and the uh, tub thumping. Yes? Sure. Is has been requested by a character named Heather Chandler, who uh, it could just be, uh, a you know, a character that uh, never gets brought up again, but that's, that's not what's going to happen. There will be a Heather Chandler later in the episode. So Sarah gets home and the police are at her house, putting someone whose face we can't see, uh, maybe someone who will show up later in the show as a famous actor. Who knows? Hmm. But they're putting someone in a squad car. Sarah is clearly upset by this, so she goes very fast to a tree in some random park and she finds a buried box full of money. We find out that it's from her dad. She's very upset. We flash forward rather jarringly to adult Sarah buying some new iPod speakers in the Bymore. She's talking with Chuck, but she gets distracted when she locks eyes with Nicole Richie. Is just what? There. Nicole Richie is there in the Bymore. It was uh, it was very exciting for me to see our good friend Nicole, friend of the podcast Nicole Ritchie.
0: <laughs> hey Nicole, thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for listening, Nicole. Uh, Sarah grabs Chuck and begins dragging him away. He's kind of unnecessarily aggressive with her about her not like answering with answering him and engaging with him. Although I guess it's kind of a fair point that she's not telling him he's in danger. But then again, I kind of blame him because he he should assume that if Sarah's dragging him off somewhere, it's probably because there's a threat.
0: True, that's that's usually how their interactions go. Yeah, Sarah storms in and drags them away. Yeah.
1: So Sarah tells Casey to look out for Nicole Richie. Um, I would like to take this time to say that we find out that uh, Nicole Richie is playing the character Heather Chandler, who we heard earlier. We heard her name earlier in the episode, but uh, because I am excited that it is Nicole Richie, uh, I and Chris will both be referring to her exclusively as Nicole.
0: Thank you for making that sound very formal and yes. very official.
1: Official announcement.
0: Yes, official announcement.
1: We find out that Casey has a gun in his price scanner, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> I was very excited about that. Guns are bad, but guns inside of things where guns should not be good. That's my that's my thought.
0: Guns are bad, but secret guns inside stores are okay. Don't
1: question what I'm saying.
0: Erin is losing her mind this episode. <laughs> she is going off the rails
1: i'm the mad dog now (laughs) so sarah brings chuck to castle and tells him to wait for her there he looks around at some computer tech stuff and then he rubs his face on it as one does then he discovers that he can see footage from all the hidden cameras planted around his work home etc first he sees ellie and devon in bed together in the mid this is the middle of the day they were talking i mean it's like breakfast time but they were like talking like It's presumably after 9 a.m. Like, Chuck is at work, so I don't know why they're not at work. I don't know what hours Ellie and Devin work.
0: Uh, they could be working in overnight shift.
1: I mean, that's fair, but both of them?
0: Yeah, I mean, they could be going in later in the day. They're doctors, Aaron. Danger doesn't take a time off. (laughs)
1: I clearly don't know what it's like to be a doctor in any way. So eventually, uh, Chuck clicks his way over to footage of Sarah and Nicole in the Orange Orange. Nicole says she recognizes Sarah, and Sarah holds a knife behind her back. It's very tense until Nicole realizes that they went to high school together. I feel like, A, this must come up all the time for CIA agents who are undercover. Like, can't, I don't know, if you send someone to a town that's like an hour away from where they grew up, like, I feel like it's possible they run into someone who recognized them from their previous life. Also, um, I, I feel like it's—so th- it's their 10-year reunion later in the episode, and I feel like—I don't know, I feel like I would recognize most people I went to high school with now, unless they looked hugely different, which, like, maybe maybe Sarah does. Maybe it's her, like, body language and her confidence that makes Nicole take a little time. To recognize her, but I also feel like Sarah's really smart, so why didn't she recognize her former classmate who clearly had an effect on her life? Chris, answer me.
0: Sarah has no idea who this person is, even though through the flashbacks we see that you would probably, if anything, Sarah should have a lot of maybe anxiety surrounding seeing her. She would be nervous to see her.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the episode could have gone a different way where Sarah knew the whole time that who this was. Like, I don't think it would have changed very much. I think she still would have reached for a knife. Who knows? But. Yeah, yeah, probably. So we find out that Sarah's name growing up was Jenny Burton. She went to James Buchanan High. Chuck is listening in, and he is surprised. We get another brief flashback where it's implied that Nicole bullied Sarah and everyone else. We also find out that she's married to Ben Savage.
0: Topanga!
1: That reference means nothing to me because I have never seen Boy Meets World.
0: What? What?
1: that's the revelation for this episode
0: i that's great thanks can i have 10 minutes to cut out all of my <laughs> jokes about boy meets world for the rest of the episode
1: you can make them i just won't laugh
0: <laughs> What's not new? That different. <laughs> did you speaking of things that you didn't pick up on did you pick up on the joke about paris hilton when they're talking at this when the, point
1: when she, sarah says she was in a commercial where she ate a messy cheeseburger yeah yeah
0: oh I,
1: right. mean, I did i did pick up on it you could you could tell our listeners maybe I, they I didn't thought,
0: well i thought it was clever i thought it was kind of a a smart kind of meta joke that yeah. was i didn't anticipate and i was like hey wait a second
1: i mean nicole, paris hilton nicole ritchie didn't do that though
0: no but it's like if you're gonna be a tall blonde woman standing next to nicole ritchie i feel like the parallels are gonna be there between you and paris hilton that's yeah, pa-
1: yeah that's fair paris
0: hilton is the batman to nicole <laughs> ritchie's robin
1: yeah yeah that's okay that's true So we find out that Sarah's high school reunion is this coming weekend. What are the chances?
0: Uh, I'm not ready.
1: (laughs) Uh, Chuck, wanting to know more about Sarah's life before the CIA, emerges from Castle in time to talk to Nicole and Ben. Uh, Ben also arrived in in the Orange Orange. I didn't mention that, but he's there too.
0: Boy meets Orange.
1: Yeah, Boy meets Orange Orange. Boy meets Royo. So Chuck questions them a little about Sarah's past life. Sarah is understandably peeved by this. As they're talking, Chuck flashes on Ben Savage, so he suggests that they all get dinner together, kind of thinking on his feet and trying to uh, suss out the situation. I think there's probably a better way to signal this to Sarah. Chuck uses, like, the term flash later in the episode, like, in casual conversation to alert Sarah to the fact that he's flashed. So I feel like uh, in order to make her feel a little bit more comfortable, he could have probably, like, indicated that he's inviting them to dinner because he flashed, but uh, he doesn't, and Sarah is just kind of annoyed chuck says there's nothing he'd rather do than take a trip down memory lane with his jenny the next scene takes place in the Bymore. did you notice what big mike calls the Bymore staff in this scene no i did not he said okay so via subtitles i learned that he's saying hey clock punchers but i definitely heard <laughs> hey clock munchers sorry for uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry for swearing here sorry to make this a little blue Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have even been surprised like that seems like something big Mike would call his staff (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but he didn't so uh.
0: to that I will say I like clock punchers as an insult for people
1: I do, too. Uh, I
0: do not want to touch the other one. I don't think there's anything positive that could come out from me touching the other, what you thought it was. <laughs> no. So I'm just going to leave that alone.
1: But yes, let's let's both leave it alone. But
0: I really enjoy Clock Punchers. So I thank you too. for bringing yeah. my awareness to that. Yes.
1: Big Mike announces that he's going on a fishing trip and Lester, who is still the assistant manager, uh, I'm sure none of you remember that, but he is uh, assistant manager right now and he will be in charge. We move back to Castle where uh, Beckman is coming in strong as always. She says, good morning, boys and girl is nice just you know it's a, it's a good good line <laughs> from her uh despite the fact that sarah's mad that chuck poked into her past and she's also nervous about her cover being blown beckman says that she and chuck have to go to this dinner and see if chuck flashes on anything meanwhile back at the Bymore, with big mike gone lester decides to implement a barter system in the Buy More. I don't know why he does this. I don't know. I don't. None of this makes really any sense. But we do get out of it a fun montage of the green shirts offering to give merchandise to whoever wants it for however much they want to pay. So I wish that I had been here uh, in LA when that was going on. I would have gotten a lot of stuff.
0: Well, was it perhaps Big Mike saying like, "Hey, we need to sell more things. So if someone's interested and you need to take off a few dollars from something, go ahead to sell it." Did he it? say that? I, well, I'm assuming that was probably the the idea behind it. And then everyone just twisted it in a way that was like, if anyone shows any interest in anything, just ask them what they would pay and give it to them.
1: I think you're uh, giving Lester way too much credit here. I think Lester just decided to do this. It was very funny. Um, I really enjoyed that. Chuck and Morgan both know that this is going to end very badly, but Morgan says that's part of the fun. Yes. Later on, Chuck is very aggressive about wanting to know more about Sarah's past, I think we've discussed this before where I find it a little bit off-putting on Chuck's part, but I think you have said in the past that you think it's reasonable that he wants to know about this woman who he loves and who has been uh, protecting him. Sarah clearly does not want to share any of this with him. She tells him to back off, then stabs a pencil through a glass photo of them. (laughs) Chuck is scared and confused by this, and so am I, honestly.
0: I was—I know it probably would be cause for the the show to end, but I was really kind of hoping that Sarah was going to murder Chuck at this point. <laughs> I would have been fine with that. I yeah. would have been a little sad, but yeah. if the rest of Chuck was just all the other characters grieving that Sarah murdered Chuck <laughs> in cold blood, I would have been okay with that.
1: Eventually, the show is just called Sarah. Very nice. Sarah, Sarah plain she and killed tall. Chuck. <laughs> <That's
0: what laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> she is tall. I wouldn't say she's plain though. But what uh, is plain really? <sighs> So at the dinner, Nicole keeps staring at Sarah... Chuck asks Ben about his job but Nicole shuts this line of conversation down. She's actually pretty mean to her supposed husband telling him that no one gives a rip about his work and that he's sweating <laughs> grossly uh, there,
0: there is no chemistry between these no two particular people at all there is no love
1: Ben excuses himself to the bathroom looking nervous Nicole is very passive aggressive towards Sarah questioning her job at the Orange Orange and the lies she gives about wanting to be an actress. Sarah is uncomfortable, especially when Nicole brings up Sarah's dad. This is something that Chuck is uh, doesn't know about and is curious about, so Sarah spills wine in Chuck's lap in order to get him to, in order to diffuse the tension and uh, change the line of conversation. Chuck excuses himself to go to the bathroom, and Nicole is looking pretty gleeful. Meanwhile, a man with a gun confronts Ben in the bathroom and says his time is up. Ben says he'll give the man the plans as long as no harm comes to his wife. Chuck walks in in the middle of this. I don't know why they didn't, like, lock the door or put, like, a trash can in front of it or something. I don't know why they didn't think someone would use the bathroom in this busy restaurant, but apparently they didn't. And the bag. They're
0: criminals, not monsters. If someone's got to go to the bathroom, someone's got to go to the bathroom. It's not their fault.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess guess that's a good point. But uh, Chuck, who tries to go into the bathroom, gets guns pointed at him as soon as he walks in. Ben says that Chuck is no one, and Chuck says that this is kind of hurtful. But then he flashes on the main bad guy. I was reading in the notes that this flash, uh, offers, uh, makes a comment on Volkoff in- Industries, which is something that comes up way later in the show with, uh, oh. Chuck's, Chuck's mom and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. this is the first, uh, mention in the show of anything related to that. So they're setting it up early. That was pretty exciting. I didn't notice it, but someone did.
0: I absolutely did not notice it. <laughs>
1: Back at the table, Sarah and Nicole are not passing the Beckdale test. They're talking about uh, their their trim figures and their men. Um, Nicole kind of talks like she's a Cosmo article. I don't know what, like, she's like, how did you get your BF? Like, there's there's all this weird stuff. But uh, Sarah, Sarah is not into that, and she begins pat- aggressively filleting a fish. Kind of nice. I, I don't know how to cut up a fish, so it was actually kind of informative, this scene. Uh, in the bathroom, the bad guys are questioning Chuck when Casey comes in and beats them up.
0: This really reminds me of that classic episode of Boy Meets World where Corey was held at gunpoint by those Russian mobsters until Mr. Feeney comes in and breaks it up with a heartfelt speech, speech and uh, really, you know, helps the Russian mobsters find themselves and realize that they're just people. And that, I they mean, all that, become could friends. Happen.
1: that could have happened and I wouldn't know.
0: So, nothing that I said had any effect. Nothing, what I've said, you've rendered completely useless, correct?
1: <laughs> yep, pretty much.
0: The, the name Mr. Feeney, you that, have that, not. Ab-
1: no, that I recognized. Okay. I was going to make a reference to him earlier, because I was I was going to say, Mr. I thought he was called Mr. Feely, but that's creepy, so I'm glad he isn't.
0: <laughs> Would have been a much different show if he was called Mr. Feely. Yes. However, I do think that they were kind of setting that up. I feel like maybe that was something that they were like, hey, we have this character, Mr. Feely, who's really close with all the students, but then they decided to take it in a different direction. Yeah,
1: I think that makes sense.
0: So were Sarah and Nicole Richie friends in high school? <laughs> Or no, Nicole She was a bully. Because if they, were, why, if they were rivals, why would they go to dinner?
1: I think, well, I think it's kind of like the 10-year thing. I Well, I think Sarah's manipulated into it. I think Nicole kind of wants to, like, rub it in Sarah's face that she's unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, still kind of trying to bully her. She wants to, like, find out details about her life so she can make fun of her and, like, make Sarah uncomfortable because she's still a bully. Mm-hmm. I think that's her motivation. I think Sarah's motivation is that it's a job. But I mean, if you ran into someone like hasn't hasn't that ever happened to you where you like run into someone and they're like, oh, we should catch up. And then you're like, I don't want to do that. But it's kind of like an obligation.
0: Uh, I think I've been fortunate enough that I have marketed myself as off putting (laughs) through most of my life. So I've never really had a situation where someone comes up to me and says, hey, we should catch up because they know that I do not want to do that and they will not come up to me.
1: I personally have had a situation where someone from my past comes up and says, hey, do you want to do a podcast about the show, Chuck? And I'm like, oh, damn it. Was that me? <laughs> yeah, that was you.
0: Oh, OK. All right. I was going to get jealous for a second if someone else had <laughs> approached you about this. So as uh, Aaron was saying, Casey comes into the restroom and knocks out the foreign operatives, saving him and uh, Ben Savage. Ben Savage is amazed that Chuck seemingly knocked out the Russian mobsters because he's in the the bathroom stall while this is happening. I don't know why
1: he doesn't hear that there's another person in there.
0: (laughs) He doesn't see Casey come in. Casey gets in and gets out really quickly. Casey, of course, is uh, working as a waiter at the restaurant prior to busting into the restaurant or busting into the bathroom. So Ben Savage immediately forms this huge man crush on Chuck. (laughs) Uh, He assumes that Chuck is a secret agent and asks if uh, Sarah knows that he's a secret agent. Of course, they refer to her as Jenny. Um, Chuck realizes that he should go along with this, so he introduces himself as Charles Carmichael. And like I said, Ben Savage has a huge man crush. Um, So the next morning, we are at Castle, and Chuck and Casey are interrogating Ben Savage. (laughs) Uh, Ben Savage says that he only wants to cooperate with Special Agent Carmichael. Uh, because casey's trying to get information out of him but he won't really agree to it but he just wants to talk to chuck yeah. uh, aka special agent carmichael because he's the one that quote saved him that night before even though it really was casey uh but in order to scare ben savage casey tells him that carmichael's nickname is mad dog because he's crazy so i crazy love this so much that carmichael stabbed him in the arm for parking in his parking space <laughs> I don't really know what Casey is hoping to achieve out of the situation. Like he doesn't, he just, shouldn't the goal be let's get the information out of him either way. If he wants to talk to Chuck, great. That'll make it easier. Why is he trying to deter Ben Savage from talking to Chuck?
1: I don't know. He's just having a, he's just having a nice time.
0: So the, as this is going on, the Russian boss, I believe texts Ben Savage saying that uh, he wants to meet up tonight, but Ben Savage says that he can't meet up tonight because it's his wife's reunion, which he cannot miss. So I guess it's really nice that he is so committed to his wife and her interests that he's yeah. willing to put his life in danger to go to a high school reunion.
1: I mean, who wouldn't though? Like this, this sounds fun. I go to a reunion.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but at some point right now, do they? He works it out that the Russian person's gonna meet him at the reunion.
1: Yes, uh, that's what uh, Casey and Trek suggest. Okay, I don't. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess a reunion is maybe a good place to do this. I don't know. It's convenient. It's nice.
0: I guess it's very accommodating that the Russian person would help him be like, yeah, that's fine. I can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But- <laughs>
0: So I guess it's flexible. I appreciate the flexibility. Um, back at the Buy More, Lester is realizing that the sales technique of radically discounting all of the merchandise did not work the way he intended. And he has a meltdown in Big Mike's office as the rest of the Buy More staff watches on. As someone who has also had meltdowns in little glass offices like that in retail stores, I appreciated this. Uh, Chuck barges into comfort Lester uh, because even though it's Chuck's day off, I guess that's what he does. Yeah, he's always at the Buy More. He's always there. He's one of those people. He's kind of like the Mr. Feeny of the Buy More. (laughs) Chuck barges in to comfort Lester, but he manages to point out that Lester is out more money than he even he realized, uh, which is not great. So the Buy More team comes together to brainstorm ways of making four grand very quickly. Jeff says that his mom knows a guy that'll torch the entire place, uh, presumably so they can get insurance money. Chuck, apparently influenced by all this talk of high school with Sarah, Uh, chooses this moment to casually ask Morgan if he remembers throwing keggers in high school when parents were out of town and uh, they were able to fund the keggers by charging guests to come to the party this he does not say this in a way that's like hey this is going to be my idea he literally just asks Morgan at this point if he remembers this
1: I don't know why he thought that was a good idea
0: as you can imagine this will uh, come back this this little idea that they have um In order to blow off steam from all of the current happening, Sarah is working out and punching a punching bag in her apartment uh, while thinking about a time in high school when a jock football player who appears to be roughly 45 (laughs) hits her, hits on her, doesn't, sorry, doesn't physically hit her, hits on her and makes fun of her dad for being in jail while Nicole Richie and the other cheerleaders laugh. It kind of
1: reminded me of the scene in Avengers where like Steve Rogers is flashing back to crashing into the ocean as he beats up a punching bag It was very similar to that.
0: Kind of reminded me of the scene in Napoleon Dynamite when there is also a bully jock guy that looks like he's 45.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember him.
0: So Chuck enters Sarah's apartment with a present. She opens it and it's a dress. She says, what's this? And he says, it's for you. I saw it and I knew you just had to have it. And she says, it's beautiful in amazement. And he says, so are you. Just kidding. Sarah is pissed <laughs> that Chuck bought her a dress and is even more pissed when he says that they need to go to her high school reunion because that's where Ben Savage agreed to do the quote drop. Why have you never bought me a dress, Aaron?
1: I'll, I'll do it next time. I'm next time I'm in town.
0: Great. Sounds good.
1: Chuck is, as I've said before, he's very aggressive about, like, wanting to know about Sarah's life in high school. And are you meaning to tell me that uh, Chuck does not understand someone having a tough time in high school, that Chuck's high school years were amazing? His best friend was Morgan. There's no way Chuck did not have a rough time.
0: And also, he was effectively an orphan, because both of his parents were out of the picture. Yeah. And so they probably, like, were maybe homeless.
1: <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> Definitely I, yeah, poor. Actually, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know what um, what happened in their past lives. I don't know who they lived with, if, if if anyone. But yeah, it it must have been a rough time. I don't know why he's not more empathetic to uh, someone not wanting to talk about their high school years.
0: Look, you know, I love I love Chuck as much as the next guy, but sometimes he's a little thick skulled. Yep. Uh, but Chuck gives her a pep talk at this point and tells her that everyone remembers high school worse than it actually was, except for Chuck apparently, because maybe <laughs> his was a really hard time that yeah. he doesn't seem to remember. <laughs> Anyhow, hard cut to the Backstreet Boys playing at the 1998 class reunion at James Buchanan High School in San Diego.
1: That's how you say that.
0: San Diego. San Diego. So this is Sarah's 10-year reunion. Sarah and Chuck enter the reunion and check in with two girls who actually look like they're currently in high school, not 10 years out of high school. Uh, Sarah is visibly nervous. However, Chuck reassures her that everything will be okay. Chuck then sees high school uh, Jenny's class picture for the first time and is surprised, but in a polite way.
1: This is very bad decor. This is not good.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I think it makes perfect sense for them to have printed out everyone's class photos <laughs> and, and they
1: hung them up. They're massive. They're hanging from the ceiling.
0: They're like poster size.
1: Yeah, they're like uh, when, like like jerseys that hang from the, uh, the from the gym rafters. <laughs>
0: but that so did they just highlight certain people to print out? Because I think that would be rude if you're going to print out only some people and not everyone's photos. That would be a like, bad idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, presumably they did it for everyone, but it must have been a very small school in San Diego, California.
0: I guess so. I don't know. I, I don't also know. I would like to take this point to point out. I think there's this rumor going around that for some reason I might be somewhat responsible for partially coordinating my own high school reunion oh, at no! some point. And I would just like to say that I am not doing that. Just <laughs> want to is, put that this on the is record. Exactly.
1: Yeah. This is exactly the medium to let everyone <laughs> of your high school know. I'm sure they're all listening.
0: Class of 2011, thanks for listening. Uh, I will not be a part of that.
1: <laughs> were you? Uh, were you president? Were you a class? Person? I was class treasurer. <laughs> okay i did not i
0: i did not do anything i did not i did not do any treasury related stuff
1: i see i see how they could uh that could be misconstrued that you would be responsible for assisting in some way
0: but this is what i this is here's what i think i when i ran for class treasurer in high school i was not signing up for a lifelong commitment of producing and organizing (laughs) events that will be uh very difficult to produce i don't know how are you going to get everyone's addresses or email addresses or phone numbers? When are you going to schedule it? Who Like, I want nothing to do with that. I'm not getting paid to do that. Why the hell would I do that? I don't want to see these people. They don't want to see me. I'm not going to do it.
1: Okay, well, uh, we know where you stand. Maybe uh, your high school classmates do not know where you stand, but that doesn't really matter.
0: I'll just direct them to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Anyhow, cut to a non-existent commercial break. I guess that's what just this was was a commercial break for me not doing my <laughs> high school reunion. Yep. Uh, so we're back at James Buchanan High. Uh, the reunion is in full swing. Chuck and Sarah see Ben Savage, who's nervous uh, and looking like a Q-tip per usual. This means a cute that.
1: Cute Q-tip though. Oh. He looks cute. He looks like the kid from The Princess Bride, which is his brother. Is that his brother? Yes. Who's, who's Fred Savage? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he looks like his brother, who is he also does. a cute kid. They're cute. It's, they're both alive, right?
0: Yeah, as far <laughs> as I know. As far as <laughs> like, as the recording of this episode, a, yes. A
1: Corey died. Corey someone died at one point. Who's Corey? Of,
0: like Corey, um, not Corey Feldman, but the other one.
1: Yeah. What, was he in Boy Meets World? No, he was not. Okay. Was he ben in... Savage's
0: name was Corey. His character's name in Boy okay, Meets World Okay, so that's
1: I understand why I thought that now great this is this was good good uh use of airspace
0: so now we're we're at the reunion we see that the mean football player from before is also here he has not aged at all no because Um, he was
1: 40 to begin with and now he's still 40
0: he's still in his he's he went from like being 45 to 55 not a huge difference uh he's checking out sarah though in a very noticeable way uh nicole richie is there and she's hanging out with the old popular girl people not old girls i guess old girls if you're in your, your 20s you're an old girl um good to know but they're still they're they're click and they're looking you know down upon sarah um still at this point i'm not really understanding nicole richie's motivations in this episode does she want to be friends with sarah or not she's like weirdly invested in sarah however she also Did, wants to put her down you,
1: haven't you ever met like a girl that's that's like a i mean maybe just no i've a... been meaning
0: to i just have been putting it off <laughs>
1: i i don't know if this is like i don't know if i personally have experienced this but it's definitely a trope on tv where there's like fake nice where they're like doing it to make fun like they're like being nice to you but in like an aggressive way okay so like i understood this dynamic perfectly probably because i've watched a lot of teen girl movies but it's, and because it's you're like, really uh, mean
0: to everyone yeah <laughs> under the guise of being nice
1: yes it's like in carrie where they're like oh we're gonna be really nice to her but then we're gonna dump blood on her
0: mm. yeah yeah Bullies aren't cool. Anyhow, the football player, speaking of bullies, we found out that his name is Dick Duffy and at this point he approaches Chuck and Sarah and says well, I'm just going to quote him directly. Quote, (laughs) my friends and I have scouted out this entire place to pick the best looking girl and I want to come over and introduce myself to the woman that I'll be waking up next to tomorrow. This is a high school reunion, Dick. (laughs) What do you think this is? You guys were in class together. You're just coming together to touch base, see how everyone's doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only, like, the only scenario in which this is not someone he went to high school with is if it is someone he went to high school with's wife. So it's very forward of him to make this, uh, make this comment.
0: I would, uh, you know, I think the, whoever coordinated this reunion did a bad job of not providing enough beverages because Dick Duffy is very thirsty. (laughs) Chuck introduces himself to Dick Duffy as Jenny's boyfriend, but this does not deter Dick Duffy, who compliments Sarah on the past 10 years, and he also takes a shot at her dad by asking how he's been doing in federal prison.
1: Yeah, nothing to set the mood, like uh, making reference to someone's dad's being in jail.
0: This was... to take a moment and talk about uh partner of the show mystery the pickup artist i think that (laughs) dick duffy here is doing something that mystery does which is called negging however i think dick duffy is taking the negging too far
1: i think that he uh he maybe learned a little bit from our friend mystery but he did not uh he did not learn everything he is not a master yet
0: not yet Chuck flashes on Dick Duffy's tattoo, and it turns out that he's connected to the Russian mob. We realize that he is likely the person that Ben Savage is supposed to meet up with. (gasps) Sarah says that she'll tell the DJ about this, to which Chuck says why, and we pan over and find out that Casey is undercover as the DJ, and he's doing a great job hyping up the crowd. You look like a really fun DJ. Speaking of DJs, there's one at the Buy More tonight because Lester and Morgan have decided to throw a party to raise money for the Buy More. It looks like a very fun party uh perhaps this is how brick and mortar or big box stores can make some extra money and stay afloat in this economy rent themselves out as event spaces after hours
1: i'd go i'd go to one that'd be kind of fun
0: lester although pleased with the money is stressed out about the mess that is being created and tries to keep the party clean quiet and safe Back at the high school reunion, Chuck informs Ben Savage that they are going to be interacting with Dick Duffy, which to uh, Ben Savage makes perfect sense that his bully has become a terrorist. Seems like the natural career trajectory for those people. Uh, Either become a terrorist or become the president of the United States. Uh, In true Chuck fashion, Ben Savage and Dick Duffy discuss their private business very loudly in a public space. Uh, Dick Duffy expresses his surprise that Ben Savage is the contact Meanwhile, the Russian mobsters from before enter the reunion slap on name tags that say, Go Cougars! Um, I don't know about you, but I would remember if there were two burly Russian men that graduated high school with me.
1: I thought that was a very funny scene, because the, uh, the character labeled by Amazon as Enthusiastic Girl is just very <laughs> excited to see them, and does not question even when, in a very thick Russian accent, the man says, Go Cougars!
0: Once again, I, I will not be coordinating my high school reunion. However, if I did... <laughs> I would have a list of guests, and you would have to be on the guest list to gain access to the party. You couldn't just walk in and say, hey, can I hang out? Because I would say no. You need I to think, be on the list.
1: I think by the end of this episode, you're going to be convinced that you are the only one who can plan your high school reunion.
0: That I, you know me so well, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Nicole Richie is enjoying the reunion by walking around looking smug and not talking to anyone.
1: as one does that's what I'm probably gonna do at mine
0: Ben Savage reveals to Chuck that he only stole the plans for the spy plane in order to protect his wife you see Ben Savage always viewed himself as a nerd and didn't understand how a girl as pretty as Nicole Richie could be with him this is a situation that Chuck can identify with even though Ben Savage thinks that he can't because he's a secret agent but Chuck tells him quote you know what Mark sometimes the nerd gets the girl
1: that's nice Ben
0: Savage's character's name is Mark Ratner
1: yeah his name is Mark Ratner I don't think we said that
0: out in the parking lot, Dick Duffy is waiting for Ben Savage, but is met by Sarah instead. Dick Duffy uses this as an opportunity to once again flaunt his weird obsession with Sarah's dad being in jail.
1: <laughs> I think he's really into it.
0: An obsession which culminates with him saying, "quote You can always call me daddy," end quote. Before that's squeezing, a thing.
1: that's a. Before
0: squeezing Sarah's butt, which gets him slapped. When this does not deter him at all, Sarah (laughs) punches Dick Duffy in the face and knocks him out. Casey joins Sarah and they open up Dick Duffy's car, only to realize that he's not really a criminal mastermind. He's just a small-time crook peddling off-brand vodka, watches, and marijuana. They're baffled. If Dick Duffy wasn't the bad guy, then who at the reunion is? Cut to... Nicole Richie talking to the (gasps) Russian mobsters about her husband and his goofy spy handler. She gives them instructions to kill both Ben Savage and secret agent Carmichael. Dun dun
1: dun! I have have a question here. Is it ever explained like why they were married in the first place? No. I think actually I think maybe at the end she says something about how it's because he's rich. But I I feel like she could have married any rich person
0: true I like was she going deep undercover because she knew that she worked for the government like she wasn't in full like, or anything I, yeah
1: and we don't know enough about it like we don't know at what point they got married because presumably it wasn't right after high school because she wouldn't know that he was going places yet but this seems to be like a trope that the uh maybe was a trope Uh, maybe it's still a trope, I wouldn't know, but this seems to be something that, uh, the idea of the popular girl marrying the nerd who, like, makes a bunch of money and, like, does a lot of stuff, this seems to be something that was in media at this time, and I don't know if it still is. So, maybe it's something we don't understand. Perhaps. So, I would like to take this time to note that, um, there is a particular scene taking place in the Bimore at the, uh, party where one of the, uh, <laughs> green shirts, uh, Chris is what can only be described as, uh, raising his eyebrows very, very quickly, uh, in, in my direction. Um, there is one of the green shirts. I, I believe his name is Fernando. Um, he is the curly red haired one. Um, he is, he is, uh, aggressively making out with one of the party guests. And I would like to take this time to note that both Chris and his girlfriend Catherine sent me uh, pictures of this image with completely different reactions. Chris can be described as gleeful, while Catherine said, and I quote, if he's trying to get me to watch with him, this is not the way. I don't know if you were trying to get Catherine to watch with you by uh, showing her this scene.
0: I was not, but I will say (laughs) that having Ben Savage in the episode was a major win.
1: Yes, she was very excited about Ben Savage being there. Yes. Yes. So at the party, Lester is horrified to find a man dancing with Big Mike's Marlin. He tries to wrestle it away from the guy, and it snaps in two.
0: The guy says, find your own freaking fish.
1: That's very alliterative. That's nice. Lester cancels the party and tells everyone to get out. They refuse, and the party continues. At the reunion, Chuck flashes on the Russian guys, finally realizing that they're the ones who aren't supposed to be there. He tells Ben to hide, then grabs a microphone and gives a mini-speech about showing some love to two very special cougars. He shines the uh, the spotlight on the two bad guys, and while this is going on, Sarah notices Nicole running away and guesses she's part of the drop as well. She spends Casey after the Russians, and she takes off after Nicole. One of the Russians uh, at this time, I don't know how no one noticed that this was happening, but he makes his way to Ben and puts a gun to his back. Sarah and Nicole have a pretty well choreographed fight in the gym locker room while the Russians put Ben in a locker, presumably to shoot him. I liked like the the implications of the scene that he's getting shoved in a locker again and that he would still fit. But I also don't know why it would make any sense to shoot him, shoot through metal. I don't know. It seems like there would be ricochet.
0: Did you realize that the locker that they stuffed Ben Savage into is Sarah's locker from earlier? In the no, episode? I didn't.
1: How did you know it, that?
0: It has the same pictures on the inside as Sarah's locker.
1: Oh, that well, that seems maybe like a goof. They just uh, they just preserved Jenny Burton's locker. They were like, we're going to leave this one alone. Everything the, has to stay the same.
0: The production team could only get the key for one of the lockers <laughs> in that high school, and they're like, I guess this is the, the thing. This is it. Should we take down the posters from when Sarah had the locker? No, it's uh... fine. Just leave it up. <laughs>
1: So Nicole and Sarah hit some pipes uh, in their fight. So they, they, of course, they're all wet. Like, what what are you going to do? They're just wet. They're fighting. There's a lot of screaming. Nicole says, why would a girl like me ever fall in love with a dorky nerd like him? And Sarah says, you'd be surprised. So she also can relate to this idea.
0: She also has a crush on Ben Savage.
1: Yes. (laughs) Who doesn't?
0: That seems like everyone.
1: Yeah. Nicole asks Sarah how she got involved with the feds and says, guess you didn't follow in daddy's footsteps after all. So another person who's obsessed with uh, the the word daddy and also just Sarah's dad.
0: And then she also says dream jailbird's daughter dream.
1: Yeah, she she uses that phrase a couple times. Like, I think she says dream little duckling earlier in the episode or like something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever.
0: She's either the the best Chuck villain or the worst (laughs) villain that we've encountered at this point. I can't tell.
1: It's hard to decide. Uh, she doesn't get to say much more because Sarah knocks her out with a big trophy and walks out of the locker room all bloody and wet and shoeless. She slaps, she takes off her name tag and slaps it onto the door. And it's kind of a nice moment. She's kind of triumphed over high school at last. Meanwhile, in the gym, Sarah wins Reunion Queen, which uh, I didn't know was a thing, but now I really want to win that at my reunion. Sarah walks it's basically in.
0: just most improved since high school right That's the the implication of it
1: I don't really know. I don't think there was any implication And were people voting Was it just the enthusiastic girl who decided?
0: <laughs> yeah I get, people must have been voting.
1: Yeah I guess so I don't know. So Sarah walks in and she's crowned she and Chuck smile at each other and despite the fact that she's really bloody and wet and everything I think I think Sarah's looking good that was I was really happy for her in this moment. She mm. seems so vindicated.
0: Yeah, got a, got a lot out of her system.
1: Yeah, so after the rager ends, the buy more is a mess. Uh, so the employees clean, and it's actually a very cathartic montage of them putting the store back together. It kind of reminded me of like when I used to get really into watching OxyClean commercials because it's really nice to see like something dirty get clean. You know, it was kind of like that, but like within the narrative of a show I enjoy. So that was the best of both worlds.
0: Can't do much better than that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Lester displays some pretty good management and thanks his team for their hard work. It's actually pretty motivational, and I think like it's the one time we've seen him do like a good job. Uh, Big Mike walks into the store in slow motion. Right at that moment, Lester remembers the broken fish. He runs into Big Mike's office, and Morgan is there putting the fish back together. They share a, a moment that is maybe too tender. It was, a, it was a little much, but it ends with Lester crying. Uh, Morgan runs out just as Big Mike returns. Big Mike congratulates Lester on a job well done, but Lester takes that time to say the pressure of being assistant manager is too much, so he resigns. Right at this moment, the fish cracks again, and Big Mike shouts, Norman! So later at Sarah's apartment, Chuck gives her an uncooked hamburger for her face bruise. I understand, like, they, may, they joke about it. Like, it's kind of a sweet moment where she's like, isn't it supposed to be a steak? And he's like, this is all I can afford. But it's also just disgusting, and I hate it.
0: As someone who recently had food poisoning, I do yeah. not condone the handling no. of raw meat, nor no. do I condone you putting it against your face.
1: Yeah. Also, from the fact that he takes a cooked fast food burger out of the same bag, I can only assume that he went to McDonald's and asked for an uncooked burger. Did they give you those?
0: If you ask.
1: I I guess so. Uh, He also shows that he remembers Sarah's typical order, so that's kind of a sweet moment. Chuck wonders what happened to Sarah to change her from a typical high school student. She flashes back again to the scene where she finds her dad's box of money. And uh, we, we continue the scene a little bit longer to see that she throws a knife at a tree, kind of in anger. And uh, Graham is standing there. So that's nice. Our uh, friend who, uh, who died when the Intersect 2.0 exploded. But this is a flashback. So he's there.
0: He comes up to Jenny in the woods and he invites her to join the Avengers initiative.
1: Yes. Yes, he, does. he says.
0: You think you're the only one like you? You're about to become part of a much bigger universe, Jenny.
1: There was an idea. Is that the line?
0: There was an idea.
1: There was an idea.
0: There was an idea. It would be
1: kind of fun if she like threw her knife and it hit him in the eye. And then he was like, damn, I'm going to have to wear a patch from now on.
0: <laughs> but then for the rest of season one where he's in it, he doesn't have an eye patch. <laughs> he doesn't have
1: a patch. That's fine. So she asks who he is and he says the man who put her father in prison. And Then he says the question is, who are you? He points out that she's had a different name in every state, but she interrupts him before he can say what the name on her birth certificate is. So that's mm. still a mystery. He says her dad scammed some dangerous people and putting him in jail saved his life. He offers to save Sarah's life too by recruiting her into the CIA. It's a regular solo moment because we find out that Graham was the one who gave Sarah her name.
0: He had the name Sarah Walker already in mind before he met.
1: It's a pretty generic name. Jenny. Like I feel like he could have just like picked... It yeah but been, i feel like it's
0: kind of backwards though he's like i have this name okay what do i do with this name i need to go recruit a high school student so then i can give her this name and we'll work from there
1: i really wish it was like something like uh like he looked he looked at the box of money on the ground and he was like how do you feel about the name box and then he looks at a tree and he's like maple box maple and she's like how about sarah walker writers <laughs> of chuck retroactively write that one in <laughs>
0: I so this in my mind i have the question why wasn't sarah more upset when graham died then yeah did they not have a relationship i thought there would have been some kind of nostalgia attached to graham because he's the one that brought her into the spy world unless he resents that about her or she resents that i don't know i
1: mean it's been it's been like 11 years so maybe uh they've uh fallen fallen apart maybe i don't know i don't know what the thing is this i also don't understand the chain of command and why like I I mean, I guess I wouldn't know if the CIA and the NSA often work together, but I don't know. Like Beckman is Casey's boss. I thought Graham was Casey's boss. I don't I don't understand how any of this works.
0: It's all loosey goosey.
1: Yes. So in the present, Sarah agrees to answer one question about her past. Chuck says this won't be necessary and that he doesn't need to know who she was because he knows who she is. It's a sweet moment. They uh, share a cheeseburger because Chuck is too cheap to buy two, and he spent his money on the one and the uncooked burger. And then the. And also, ends. he just bought that
0: dress for Sarah.
1: Yeah, that's true. He did, he did buy that dress. I mean, it looked pretty expensive, honestly. It
0: looked very expensive. Yeah. Perhaps he. I don't think he just went to Underpants et cetera. I think he went to a, a real store.
1: And thus the episode ends.
0: Chuck versus the Cougars. That's that.
1: What was uh? What was your high school mascot? The Cougars. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't say that before.
0: Uh, I was going to, but I didn't. I didn't want to shoehorn it in somewhere.
1: So when you, um, when you inevitably plan your eyes for a reunion, that <laughs> the episode of TV that uh, spawn is spawned out of that will be called Chris versus the Cougars.
0: Correct. I um did spend some time in the Cougar mascot costume.
1: Oh, I, I do remember that.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It was an honor to really to to be the Cougar.
1: We were, Very uh, this, smelly,
0: but it, it was it was an honor.
1: This is going to mean nothing to our listeners, but uh, mm-hmm. we were just we were earlier speaking about uh, a young man from my high school who was engaged to a young man from your high school, and he was our uh, mascot. Oh, like, weird! Like, yeah, like not not him, the young man, but like he was the one uh, operating the mascot suit. Also, the wildcat.
0: You guys were the Wildcats. We
1: were we were the Panthers, but I was I was just saying a a wild a large wildcat. You know that Wildcats are also a thing.
0: Oh, okay. You're the Panthers. Yes. So at this point in the show, Aaron, what do we do?
1: Uh, we, we can do many things, Chris, but I'd like to uh, move into a segment I like to call "extra extra."
0: Ooh, extra extra.
1: I'd like to highlight uh, a extra in this episode. Who mm-hmm. is another uh, like our last extra? She has another one of the green shirts. She actually, uh, according to the Amazon credits and the IMDb list, she does have a name. And that (laughs) name is Bunny. Oh, Bunny. Yeah, Bunny. She's played by an actress named Hope Shapiro, who has an impressive list of extra roles, such as Ugly Betty, Big Time Rush, iCarly, Two Broke Girls, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and of course Law and Order. There are other ones, but I only name the ones that I personally care about. Um, Bunny, this
0: is the first time we see Bunny. Yes. I don't. I don't know if we see Bunny later, but she apparently works at the Bymore, but must be like one of those people that this is like her second job, so she like only works like super yeah, part time hours. Yeah.
1: But some of the she did uh, great, she had
0: some speaking. Yeah, moments. so some
1: of the great moments in this episode, um, she is one. she's featured in the montage where uh, they are selling selling items for cheaper, and she, in a very deadpan voice, says to one of the customers, "I live for your smile." So that was good. <laughs> and when Big Mike returns from his fishing trip, she has flowers there for him. Mm-hmm. So bunny. those are those are some some bunny highlights. Who so, knew. That's been extra extra. Would you like to move into Chuck Mary Kill?
0: Sure, I would love to move into Chuck Mary Kill, the part of the show where we talk about one part of the episode that we would like to marry and one part of the show or the episode that we would like to kill.
1: That is that is what it is.
0: We have successfully moved into Chuck Mary Kill. Yes, Aaron, what would you like to marry?
1: I really liked all of the uh, various references to high school, uh, despite the fact that it was absurd. I liked that uh, Ben Savage got shoved into a locker. I liked that. There was a like kind of childish rager going on uh, while they were at the reunion. I liked all of these themes. Also, um, I know that we consistently referred to them by the actors' names throughout this episode, but it's fun to note that Ben Savage's character, Mark Ratner, is a reference to one of the main characters with the same name from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and Nicole Richie's character, Heather Chandler, is named after one of the main characters from Heather's. So I thought that was, uh I mean, it's like very aggressive, like obvious references. Like they did not like mix names from high school movies or anything. They're just literally the same names. But mm. I thought that was cool. It seemed there were other references pointed out on IMDb where uh just other high school focused properties. There were like minor references made to this throughout, throughout the episode. So I just thought that was uh, smart writing and very cool. So I'll marry that.
0: Okay, that is much more detailed than my Mary, <laughs> so that's great. Uh, my Mary is just the shot of Casey leading the crowd to swaying along in mbop. Uh, that really made the episode did, for did me. Did you just
1: did you just say mbop? Mbop. Okay, it was it was better the second time you said it. Mbop. I so mbop. I did not uh, know <laughs> know of mbop until college, and that's the thing that people are very upset when I tell them.
0: Why would you? Why would you say that now?
1: Well, I didn't want to say it earlier because I thought we would be derailed. I haven't seen Boy Meets World. I haven't heard Mbop.
0: This is the podcast where I interview an alien from another (laughs) planet who has been uh, gradually learning how to become a human. Um, I really
1: don't. I don't know how I missed it. Like, I guess it was just like it would come on the radio and just like slide off my brain.
0: I guess so. Yeah, I guess. I just feel like this whole podcast is like you making yourself unlikable and then I have to struggle to make you sound likable.
1: I was too busy looking, listening to uh, One Headlight by the Wallflowers.
0: Uh, uh, Ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you like to kill of this episode?
1: Um, my kill is very simple here. I would kill uh, Sarah putting an uncooked hamburger on her face, mm. but uh, that that act might kill Sarah. So something will be killed here
0: gotta gotta be safe around raw meat
1: yeah so what about you uh
0: my kill also very simple i'm not I don't understand the casting choice of Nicole Richie in this episode. Out of all of the character actresses out there, I don't know why they went with Nicole Richie. I don't think she's a particularly good actress. I don't think she's particularly talented in any capacity.
1: What was uh, what was going on at this time? Like, was it a time where she would have been relevant and people would have been excited to see her?
0: No, I don't think so. Do you remember I think seeing, she was already irrelevant at this point.
1: Do you remember seeing commercials for this episode? Because you would have been watching live like do you remember them saying and featuring ben savage and nicole ritchie like i i imagine they would have marketed that heavily
0: i do not remember that but i i also trust that that is how that happened yeah i'm sure i feel like nicole ritchie was probably advertised more than um ben savage but it's yeah. very strange very strange casting choices i feel so far in chuck yeah this is kind of quirky you wouldn't really i feel like they're kind of off the beaten path
1: yeah, I, don't really I think mean, Nicole like, adds even, anything. even like Rachel Bilson was like surprising. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I feel like she belongs in Chuck in some way, but like I, I wasn't well, surprised to see her there. But she's
0: from the OC, right?
1: Yes. Is and that an her, NBC show?
0: No, but it was the other Josh Schwartz show.
1: Oh, right. 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 OK, so I don't know if Josh Schwartz ever worked with uh, Nicole Richie. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she just know. loved
1: Chuck. Maybe she wrote it and she was like, put me in an episode, baby.
0: If that's the case, then I, I will take my kill back. But otherwise, I just think it's like, you know, I mean, if you're going to put Nicole Ritchie in an episode, you may as well put Paris Hilton in an episode. And that is something that we 100% do not want.
1: <laughs> uh, put Paris Hilton in an episode of Chuck, please, I beg you.
0: It's like a bad guy. It's like a, a similar kind of villain who's i don't do. care
1: what she's doing she could be a secret agent she could be like she could be beckman's like right right hand woman i don't care
0: what here's a connection what if because sarah's dad's in jail and paris hillen was in jail for a little while what if there sarah's dad was played by paris hillen
1: oh oh even better well that makes sense why everyone's obsessed with sarah's dad because it's, it's paris
0: Um. <laughs> So now let's move on to a final recap of this episode using the scooter scale. This means that we give this episode between we rank it or rate it uh, zero to five corn dogs in memory of Scooter and the Wienerlicious. Rest in peace. Who would you like to go first, Aaron?
1: Um, I'll go first. I will okay. give this episode a uh, 4.5. Really? Yeah.
0: 4.5.
1: I really liked this episode a lot. As, as you know, I am very into the concept of high school reunions. And, uh, that's
0: great. I will not be planning yours, nor will I be planning mine. So don't come to me for that.
1: Um, I thought that, as I said in my Mary, I thought that this episode was smartly written and I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed, I mean, this is, this is a gut reaction, not really to either of their performances, but I enjoyed seeing, uh, characters or actors other than the people who I see every time I watch Chuck who are familiar to me. I enjoyed seeing other familiar faces and say, I know that person. So uh, if only for that, I really enjoyed watching this episode.
0: Okay, that's cool. I'm going to differ a little bit with my assessment. I'm going to give this two out of five corndogs.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a low review.
0: I think that this episode was kind of campy and kind of stupid, uh, but in a good way that I enjoyed. Um, I liked getting to see some of Sarah's background. Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't feel like there was any kind of emotional catharsis. I didn't really care for the the casting choice of Nicole Ritchie. I felt like the plot, as we've kind of just gone over, I feel like it was not airtight. Kind of a lot of different plot holes, um, and it kind of just felt like a filler episode for me. I feel like I felt like it wasn't really doing anything to forward the the major arc of this the season or the series forward. It felt like it was kind of like a detour, and I didn't really feel like it was a a detour that paid off in any meaningful way. Fair enough. So.
1: So I now uh, have to ask you the question that's on everyone's mind. I know you literally just said this, but it is now the end of the episode. So will you be planning your high school reunion?
0: I will not be planning my high school reunion. All
1: right. You heard it here first. He did not change his mind.
0: I did not change my mind. His heart How- was not warmed. What is what is valid about this is that I would do it out of spite. I would plan it out of spite <laughs> because I, whoever would end up planning it, I think would do a bad job and I would take over so I could ensure that it's not bad.
1: That, I mean, that sounds pretty in-character of you, that you just do something <laughs> because someone else won't.
0: It's very in-character of me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, You know what else is in-character of me?
1: Ending the show?
0: Signing off. Reminding you that food is sexy.
1: And uh, I've been Aaron Arata. Chris did not say his name, but uh, that's Chris Gillespie, and I am Erin Arata letting you know that anything is possible, even Except Chris <laughs> planning his next reunion. It's I not going it to happen.
0: First. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to freemusicarchive.org and the artist Hadakoa for providing us with our theme song, Warm Up. Make sure to email us at GoChuckYourselfPodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com and tweet at us at gochuckpodcast. Remember to like and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts
1: and write a review if that's something you need to do. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.